the time between now and Fearless Fred Fury is the same time between Nevermind and Appetite for Destruction. But we think about the culture like shifting seismically during that time, which is very interesting to think about how now uh, everything happens so quickly that you don't have these seismic cultural monoculture shifts, which this song kind of addresses in a fun way. Yo, it's Hatchet Chat with flurs and snacks. You juggalo homies talking hatchet tracks. There's hatchet beats and hatchet raps. The whole catalog's packed full of classic gems. And we talk about them all on Hatchet Chat. Whoop, whoop. Well, that intro was great, Snacks. Like, that was like a great podcast intro. Did we produce a, a custom song for Hatchet Chat? We did indeed. And I hope the juggalos like it. This is the debut episode of that flavor. We've been doing this for years. I started this years ago. Snacks took over it. And now it lives not only as a show on his YouTube channel, but it lives on all of your favorite podcast networks because the show is too fresh to just exist with video. So finally, it took four or five years. We're in your ears. That's tight. That is tight, man. And uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since even I've done one, let alone since we've done one together. And uh, it's, it's going to be a special episode. You are fresh coming back from The Gathering. ICP just dropped a brand new EP at The Gathering, second seat of Yum Yum, Pug Ugly. That's what the episode is going to be about. But before we get into that, dude, tell us about The Gathering, because I know you had a great time. These are some fools I hung out with. Devereaux, Jump Steady, Shaggy the Airhead, Keegan the Creep, DJ Chunk, DJ Clay, Hex, V Sinister, Ouija Mac, Kuma, Vinny, Rude Boy, Carlito, Tom Wood, Tall Jess, Ninja Nate, Esham. I saw sets by Scythe Gang, Dana Dentana. I hung out with the ICP with Wee Homies and Juggalo Judgment Homies. And shout out to Davey Scorsese because during the graffiti seminar, he helped us pass out all of our freaking mixtapes we made hosted on our drive for the gathering and we had a special appearance by this guy look at this picture we popped up it's shaggy helping me host the graffiti contest what so it was like a very much straight to the vein icp week the gathering is like the still the, my favorite underground music festival it was so positive like the bands played so hard hex like he killed it. Ouija's set was amazing. DJ Chunk is amazing, an amazing DJ. Clay helped host the rap contest, and then um, Chunk and Devereaux helped me host the other rap contest. Um, Tom Wood and Tall Jess and Shaggy the Airhead helped me host the graffiti contest. It was just like people were ready to express themselves. And Clay even brought me on the main stage to like rap a little bit and hype up the crowd on the on the last night, which was fun. I mean, it was like. That was just cool, man. I, call, I remember I called you on the way back. I was like so stoked. Absolutely, awesome. dude. I could I could tell you were riding high on that Juggalo Karma, man. It just seems like kind of a new, refreshing era in the Juggalo world. All the music that we're getting is helping that as well. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I felt that just through keeping up with the social media. It, it seems like a, a, a new day, a new Juggalo day. Because... Uh, Tom Wood made this point during the graffiti contest and we'll get into this, I guess, but like I was asking what he thought about Andy Warhol and he was like, Andy Warhol, uh, had a lot of people do his art for him, right? He had the idea and he had all these like homies doing the technical stuff to make it really polished. 
And we and that became this like during the graffiti contest, like we were in I was interviewing everyone, this jump off for like how the gathering's tight because it's about ownership and authorship and not just delegating the technical element. It's like getting in there, doing it yourself, like dudes like Kuma, shout out to him too. He shot the cipher, which I hosted at the end. And he's also, you know, juggle as no, he's an amazing producer. And like people like Shaggy Therehead having his sick merch line, but also being an amazing producer. Like people go in there and rep all the elements of hip hop and are able to to keep the culture alive. And like, not that Warhol was whack. I think Warhol's a genius. Warhol said, we've quoted this before, art is what you can get away with, right? And like, right. nowadays with the culture, the way the algorithms and everything drives engagement, everyone to be distracted, to have this like human corporeal IRL punk rock thing that keeps people together is just like very, very, very rare. I feel like the gathering is like, is like one of the last bastions of... <laughs> underground flavor and uh i gosh like the jay and shaggy were in really fine form they sounded awesome shout out to isham too like his set was great like and all the jugglers shout out all the jugglers who came up to me and like they first of all they're like yo where's snacks and secondly they're like we're checking for hatchet chat we we love you guys like in 2018 we hadn't done a lot of episodes when i played with megaran but like literally every like five or ten minutes i was just walking around Juggalos would come up to me and, and introduce themselves and, and say they watched the show, which juiced me to like jump back in and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, totally. people are actually watching. So dope. And shout out to you, Snacks, because you've really kept this train going. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, brother. It's been an honor to be a part of it. You know, when you first asked me to help out with some episodes, I had no idea I would be as big a part of this series. And I was a huge fan of it before I was a part of it. And yeah, man, it's just, it's been fun. And uh, it's, it's like I said, I, I love doing it with you, man. Let's talk about the EP though. For sure, man. Pug Ugly. Pug Ugly, the stink bud is, uh, I guess his full name. It, the second seed of three seeds of Yum Yum. As we've talked about um, in the Yum Yum Bedlam episode, as well as the Wicked Vic episode, it was announced in the liner notes of Yum Yum Bedlam that uh, the, the release dates of uh, each seed of Yum Yum and the artwork itself for Yum Yum Bedlam, you can actually see the three seeds. We got Wicked Vic Juggalo Weekend of this year. And then the Gathering of the Juggalos, we got the second seed right in the middle, Pug Ugly. Um, crazy about the release of this EP. One of the, you know, just blessings of the Dark Carnival, I guess. It was actually announced originally way back in in halloween of uh 2022 when yum yum bedlam came out that the, uh, pug ugly was supposed to come out the gathering of the juggalos but as many juggalos know it was actually announced back in june that it wasn't going to be available by then it was had to be delayed because violent j had a serious case of pneumonia apparently it was announced on their social media he was hospitalized for nearly a month and that he was at the time of the announcement, they announced that he was doing well, but they just were going to have to push back the release. But then the gathering infomercial, all of our wigs were peeled back because ICP made a surprise announcement about halfway through that they were able to finish Pug Ugly and have it out at the original release date of the gathering, which is when you were able to get physical copies. I don't have a physical copy. Wait for it to go up for sale online. But it was uh, released digitally on all platforms. Uh, midnight on August 5th, and I've been bumping it nonstop. I loved Wicked Vic. I think I like this seed as it stands right now even more than Wicked Vic. So dope. What do you think about it, Lars? What up, y'all? Quick editor's note. 
At this point, Lars and I delve into the speculation that was around at the time when this EP first came out that Mikey Clark possibly produced the majority of it. Since we recorded the episode, Mikey Clark did in fact confirm via Twitter he produced tracks 1 through 5, which is super exciting. I've seen that covered on Fago Lovers, and they said that they had seen it on Beneath Dirt. Com. So that's dope. We left in the speculation part just because, you know, it's exciting stuff. ICP working with Mikey Clark again. You hear our thoughts on that. But I uh, had to let you guys know uh, the situation with it being confirmed. Anyway, back to the show. So Mikey Clark, did he produce some of this? Because there are no production credits in the notes. But Mikey Clark was at the gathering. His set was tight. He actually, uh, Mikey Clark actually rapped, uh, he rapped along. I think he did Hocus Pocus. He, he rapped the verse over the no track. No way. I, it was either it was something from Malenko, I think, but it was everyone was Dude. like, "Whoa, he got a huge pop for that." He just nailed the rap. It was tight. That's so fresh, man. That's incredible. Yeah, like Mikey Clark was at the gathering. It was just announced. I just seen actually today, uh, the day we're recording. Mikey Clark posted a picture of him being interviewed. It looks like for Pal Talk, which is like the side series for uh, Shaggy and Creeps Palcast, where they interview people. Full blown seems to be kicking it with ICP. Violent J did announce on the gathering infomercial that they were working with Mikey Clark again and that he was excited for it. He did not say uh, for certain that uh, he'd be on Pug Ugly. And like you mentioned in the liner notes, there is no production credits, even though I don't have a physical copy. I was able to confirm this. I do. I want to give you huge thanks to uh, Michael and Christina Boley. They're uh, supporters of ours, longtime juggalos. And uh, uh, I got uh, Mike to take detailed pictures of all the liner notes. And yeah, but no production credits. And But the speculation is that Mikey Clark produced the majority of this EP. Uh, there's no official source that states that. It does have definitely sounds that are sound like Mikey Clark production. And it would make sense, like it's, it's a, you know, a lot of jugglers are confused why there's no production credits, but maybe they're, you know, keeping it a secret or something like they want to reveal their like, you know, going back to full time collaboration with him or something in a better way. Maybe he's going to be involved in the sixth Joker's card of the second deck in a mm. certain way. I'm not sure why there's no production credits, but what do you think, man? Did, did you get Mikey Clark vibes listening? I did, but it also could have been like they had to get it out so fast. They had no time to like write it all down and sit down in Photoshop and <laughs> it could be you know as simple as that. Yeah. But 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 maybe like I did feel that a little bit. I mean, this album has like a cool indie rap throwback. I think about um uh Atmosphere's classic record, God Loves Ugly. Atmosphere, y'all know, is that famous Minnesota hip hop duo. Um that album, God Loves Ugly, is a, the theme is about like being ugly and owning up to it is what makes indie rap classic. It goes back to the Warhol thing we were talking about with Tom Wood. That um, no doubt being organic and real means a, is a lot more than being like shiny and fake and pop and being forgotten like Menudo and Rob Bass, right? Like it's more important to be true to yourself. There's a brother Ali has a line on his song Forrest Whitaker. He says, "I am what I am. These are God's fingerprints," which. It's Brother Ali's an artist atmosphere put on, you know? And it's like, okay, so so that's the theme of this record. Pug Ugly is like, I'm ugly, this is who I am. And we maybe are we've all gained some weight during the pandemic. We've all kind of gotten a little afraid of people. I feel like this is an EP that that really is like the post-pandemic zeitgeist of the indie rock indie rap culture. And talking about the gathering, the whole stigma around juggalos has been removed, you know? It's like 
I was talking about this with the ICP with We Guys, which they are in hardcore bands. Those dudes are, do are dope, Eric and Aaron. And Juggalo was always a punchline. Have you ever heard of a movie called uh, Green Room with um, Patrick Stewart? Have you heard of this movie? It's no, movie. I don't think so. It's, 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 for anyone who's toured, it's a very disturbing movie. If this band is going on tour. It's creepy even thinking about it. They have to make money for gas, so they end up playing this house party, but... It's a house party for these white supremacists. They don't realize oh, that. Man. And they get, they get, there's a murder. They get locked in the green room. And it's just the terrifying thing of like, you're at a vent, you can't escape. And you know, the killers know you heard something and they're trying to get in and kill them. And it's a, it's a, it's a, Crazy. one of the darkest movies I've ever seen. Um, and Patrick Stewart, right? The dude from Star Trek. I hope I'm saying his name right. Yeah, we had uh, Captain Picard, is it? or Captain Picard. He's like the neo-Nazi dude who who runs the club, who who kind of like wanted to somehow, I don't want to give it away. But right. throughout the movie, in the hardcore scene, the, the punchline of someone who's whack and corny, they call him a juggalo. This was like maybe 10 years ago, but it's like that whole joke has shifted. I was just thinking about that, like because now you can think of like the underground rap being aligned with the hardcore bands and how being a juggalo is actually a sign of pride and something you wouldn't make fun of someone for being if you were the hardcore protagonist in a horror movie. I, just, I know it's a right. convoluted discussion, but I was thinking about like hardcore music's about embracing your ugliness, being real, like minor threat, like the straight edge stuff. It's like strip away everything and let's go. You know what I mean? And so like totally. the ugliness is at the essence. And so I, I, I just thought of that like as a connection and shout out to ICP with we, cause those are our boys. Let's go with, Absolutely. let's, let's do the, the description, man, because you have the Pugly description, and you have such a sonorous, beautiful voice. I thought maybe you could read it. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. That means a lot. I could definitely read it. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, th this is so dope. Okay, so here we go. Pugly description as found in the physical media liner notes. From the mud, dirt, filth, and grime, it grows beneath rolling corpses, fertilized by the very fluids that slowly seep out and drain from the decaying flesh. Its wretched black weeds slowly sprout from the corrupted soil, reeking of the unmistakable odor of death and growing just fast enough to be witnessed by the naked eye. Its roots snake and slither their way down deep into the earth, resembling long, jagged claws desperately reaching for the familiar burn of hell's fire. Up above, its rancid bud with its putrid petals anxiously race to break ground in hopes of feeding off the rotting remains of any morsel still intact. The purer the heart of the victim the stink bud feeds off, the stronger the stink bud becomes. The more love the victim spread, the more kindness the victim shared. The cleaner the victim's soul was now determines how vile, how hideous, and how ugly pug ugly the stink bud shall become that i thought that was so interesting because a big theme in icp's music is like you know the dark carnival and icp are kind of a reflection of the ugliness of the world and you know ugliness is like a, a metaphor is a huge theme on this ep but and and there's definitely a lot of that classic kind of reflection of ugliness but the character interestingly of pug ugly according to this description feeds off purity to feed his ugliness, which I thought was kind of a unique diversion from the, you know, traditional dark carnival, dark carnival mythology. But check this out. It's, he's not killing you. He's just, he's just like a mushroom decaying someone who's already dead. Word. You know? Right. It looks for, uh, look, 
Wretched black weeds slowly sprout from the corrupted soil, meaning the person's decaying, reeking of the unmistakable odor of death. Which, like, is interesting because I guess maybe you could look at it as like a metaphor for like a reaction, like envy or, or repulsion. You know what I mean? Like evil being repulsed by good and getting strength and motivation to be more evil almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, it reminds me of like through the hideous darkness, he lurches. The intro sample from Boogie Woogie Woo. Right. Totally. And yep. all the, and it's like I'm 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 while you're reading, I was counting all the prepositional phrases from the mud, <laughs> dirt, filth, and grime, from the corrupted soil, uh, right. from the decaying smith, of the mistakable order. Edgar Allan odor. Edgar Allan Poe loved his his adverb clauses and his prepositions. So this is very much 19th century dark romantic, you know? The first song, so check this out. So during during clay set. And everything, he was playing like this banger EDM stuff because Clay is like tight like that. He'll play, he'll play EDM stuff, and the jugglers are like, "What the hell?" But uh, but but they love it, and it, it also reminded me of the Simon Says song by Pharaoh Monch. Da 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 da. Right. Um, totally. When I was in, I did a New Zealand tour ten years ago, and there's this town called Hamilton uh, on the North Island, and I played the show at this club. And the DJs there were on some like Moomba, it's called like Moombathon trap music, which yeah, is like I've heard a, of that. Elect, electric, like world music. But there was this group called CTFD, Calm the F Down. And okay. uh, they were a New Zealand duo that did EDM music and they made beats like this. And it was like kind of cool that like this underground um, EDM stuff made its way kind of like onto the vibe of ICP. Because when I heard that, I was like, this is this is dope and this is so weird. But I'd never heard any beats like that. I I, I think everyone should check out the song. It's called uh, Calm the F Down, Mate, is was their single. And um, they're, ki- they're killing it. But like, that's the vibe of this. Like, Moombathon Trap. I couldn't agree more. Like, it definitely has, it's kind of got a hybrid of like old school and new school sounding hip hop. Totally agree with the 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 Pharaoh Monch comparison. Those horns are just so dope, so menacing, so powerful. Uh, again, as we mentioned, like figurative ugliness being a big theme of this EP. That intro, this song introduces the EP and also introduces us to that concept. And uh, Violent J is just kind of rapping about uh, you know kind of like ways that he is ugly in a figurative way doing bad things and stuff. It's really just a wicked shit banger uh, with dope production. Love this track. Yeah, it's a great intro. And and it's and it's very, like, good bars. It's a banger. And so is Abracadabra. I wanted to mention that the etymology for Abracadabra is, I was researching this, it comes from, some people think it comes from a Hebrew, meaning I will create as I speak, or Aramaic, I create like the word. So being like word. the power of wor- of words to create magic, tell a story. Poe was a big fan of like, if you spend enough time finding the right words, a right poem is like a spell enchanting people, which is like a, it's like the power of rap. The witches in Macbeth doing their chant to make the, the cauldron come alive. I was talking to Quelly Chris about this. Shout out to Quelly Chris. He's a really awesome rapper um, on my podcast about like certain people, like the magic that comes from, from from finding the right words and so the the fact that this chorus means i will create as i speak is like a metonymy for that right so we love totally. that word, metonymy. but i like this song a lot man um the sca- the staccato flow yes uh, i the the at two at 210 when shaggy comes in it's he's got more of a hip-hop flow it reminds me of the public enemy don't believe the hype vibe you were saying the bass line reminds you of murder go round on this totally too, yeah Shaggy's like part. 
all that you know talk about mikey clark i think this song definitely gives credence to that because this definitely production wise reminds me of some like first you know joker's card deck mikey clark production and yeah that beat switch up when shaggy's verse comes in about two minutes into the song the bass line you know almost sounds like a direct reference to the bass line and murder go round like maybe it was an interpolation i could be reading too much into it but if you listen to that bass line in that uh, beat change in abracadabra and the the main bass line in murder go round they sound similar to me dude and the old school stylings of the production super dope just kind of like a juggalo you know classic i i think it's going to be I, I you know a lot of juggalos love this tune already and it just ma- yeah. it got that trademark icp violence and humor mix you know what i mean the, the concept is of the song is loose it but the the verses are, are funny and crazy man it's just such classic icp flavor so the the titular seed track pug ugly track three so let's talk about that snacks oh man absolutely i love this song too they definitely keep going with like another upbeat song coming off of abracadabra into pug ugly most joker's cards uh and in, in this case uh seeds of joker's cards are seem to have their own kind of self-titled track and this is one of those this is the the song about pug ugly uh again using that theme of ugliness evil basically and wicked vic was another version of that we'll see how uh, whoa the weeping weirdo uh, factors into that but um this song has some more kind of like it got like it kind of reminds me of like old school funk uh the beat you know what i mean i i'm curious to see as time goes on people like come and find like actual samples used because it does sound like there's some sampling in especially abracadabra in this track I love the chorus. It's kind of a juxtaposition between the 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 theme of the EP and the actual um uh you know the sound of the chorus. It's kind of like upbeat in a way, relishing in being ugly. What do you think of this track, brother? Well, there's this like minor third harmony on the chorus. What's the, the song that goes, keep it scrubbing, scrubbing, da 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 da? What's that song? I, I think that's keep it scrubbing off of uh, FTFO, Shaggy's FTFO yeah. LP. Uh, you're right. And that has the same sort of vibe with the layer of the vocals on the hook. That melody totally. where you take like the, the minor third, so it gives it like a, a minor vibe, but it's got like a pretty. Uh, melodic vibe like it reminded me of that i thought it was cool they had some multi-syllabic rhymes and this is the song that made me think about like this is the post-covid ep because they talk about dead bodies they talk about what it's like to be in mental prisons and it's like we turn on the news man especially like the fall of 2020 like not to get negative but like seeing the death toll rise with covid and all the stuff about that and like Yeah, man, it felt like we were all in these kind of imprisoned in our homes because we kind of had to be smart and safe and we didn't know what was going on. So like, that's the ugliness, right? And so ICP's always had a little bit of death in them, but like the happy chorus, the funk with like those dark lyrics made me think about that theme. Like art always reflects the times, you know, whether or not not you expect it to. So this song, I don't know, it it, it had that, the the mental prison, the dead bodies, those, those specific lyrics. Yeah. And like the, the, the theme of like forfeiting, you know, almost like surrendering to the ugliness, you know, and giving in to an ugly mentality. And the chorus specifically seems to do that. Like I'll be uglier than you. Right. Like, 
that's what one of the lyrics of the chorus is. And it kind of reminds me of like the staleness off of the Wraith. Now that song is apologizing, but it's kind of doing so like sarcastically and it's saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so stale. This is kind of, this this song, this EP kind of reminds me of that theme, but just with being ugly. So track four, Scrub Gang. You have a great song with ABK, Scrub Till You Shine, which was on our (laughs) mixtape. Yes, Scrub Gang, this song's tight. Let's talk about this song. What are your thoughts on it? Love this song, man. Uh, you know, just a scrub anthem of which there are, you know, multiple in the ICP catalog. But this is a amazing addition to those anthems. Scrub is like, I mean, it's not just a juggalo term, but it means uh, something very specific in the juggalo world. And there's a thing of, you know, being kind of like in the lower echelons of society, not letting that get to you. And in fact, being proud of who you are. That's what that scrub pride is in the juggalo world. And this song is kind of talking about that. And ICP, man, not just in their music, but in interviews and other things they do, they kind of have such a powerful way of kind of laughing off uh, their like misfortunes in a way. And I think they empower the juggalos so much when it comes to kind of emboldening them with that scrub pride. And uh, this song, go, you know, references specific things of like, you know, having it hard in various ways, but it being okay. The beat is feel good. It's kind of like, it's funky, it's lighthearted, but it's kind of got a slow, chill kind of tempo. Love this song, dude. How about you? So, you know, I'm a big Rush fan and the intervals of the chords on Tom Sawyer have this kind of musical, um, the intervals, I don't, I can't, I don't know exactly what the term is, but it's like they're hopeful, but they're they're worried too. So the chords reminded me of Tom Sawyer, and then the last verse, uh, Shaggy's talking about siphoning gas, right, and like trying right. to just get by, and he has to steal laundry because his 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 partner has a crack habit, and that's the only right. way they can like pay for bills. So it's like that's like a very dark scenario but it's funny how he kind of puts like spins it i mean it's sad but it's like it's taking something dark and trying to make it funny but like having to siphon gas to do anything and steal laundry so you can eat whoo that's yeah. down and out man that's sad that, that's that is that's down scrubbing. and out that's hard up for sure and uh you know that goes back i think to the theme of the ugliness too and you know what icp can do they kind of live you know, artistically in that that dirt and grime, uh, you know, and and uh, th- there's an element to that when it comes to being a scrub. So I just I think this song is so well executed. I just I think it's indicative of the energy of the EP and what we were talking about, just like in the juggalo world, like I just feel this kind of fresh energy and uh, sonically, I think that's present on this EP as well. Uh, my favorite song is track five. I'm afraid with Roadside Ghost. Shout out to them. So um, good. Uh, uh, like, like the mix on the chorus is very poppy. Uh, it's like being okay about being vulnerable, and it's like how how the algorithms make us all afraid of everything. Like, if there's so many things you can be afraid of, and we're totally. alone together, right? And there's a line I'll never know why I'm messed up. That line stuck stuck out for me. Like, that's a very vulnerable song. It's like. People, we talked about how um, Hell's Pit is about mental illness. And I think like a lot of the arc now is about redemption and, and addressing these things and trying to rectify them. Like if totally. you can admit that you're af- afraid, like like my son. So we took him to the planetarium to see like the the show, the, the show with like the planets and everything. And he was he was like holding on to me. 
and he was covering his face. I said, Atlas, are you okay? He goes, I'm scared. I'm scared. And I was like, I was like, I'm glad you told me. And so we took him out to uh, like look at like the um, posters and stuff while everyone else watched the Planet Show. But I was like, the first time we were in a situation where he could communicate that he was scared, and then right. I was able to take take him out during the Planetary Show, and we played and had fun. And I was like, if he hadn't told me that. Maybe I would have thought he was tired, but it was like had all these like asteroids and stuff coming at him that it it could it was scary for a two year old. So totally. it's like if you could say you're afraid, then people your friends and then people you care about can like show you that you don't need to be afraid all the time. So that absolutely, I think this song is really powerful. Um, yeah, what no are your doubt. thoughts on this song? I love it. The yeah. song, I totally agree. Definitely about being vulnerable. I mean, just explicitly kind of from the perspective of someone, you know, just crippled by fear and anxiety, talks about, you know, various things specifically that they're afraid of in the verses. I thought it was interesting because, again, showing that vulnerability, it's kind of like an opposite concept to uh, Bizarre's Fearless. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Roadside Ghost feature, the chorus is so good, kind of... Um, yeah, like you you are right. It's kind of like poppy and I don't know, it's almost like it's lamenting being afraid, you know, but it doesn't it's strange. The I find the chorus is kind of inspiring, you know, when it's but it, it you're right. It says I guess I'll never know. And it doesn't really offer any solutions specifically to how to deal with fear or anything, but it's still very cathartic. I just uh, I love it so much, man. Yeah, it's a powerful song. I like on the chorus it opens up almost like a flower, like a seed. No doubt. Like it's like the mix on the chorus with the singing is is really special. It's like it's yes. cool because the rest of the album's kind of like you're in it, like in a cipher with them, and yep. then this dude sings it. It's it, it's like that's cool, and then it it doesn't even the '80s rock ballad doesn't capture that same mix. Like I, that was the mastering, whatever they did, it's beautiful. You know, I want to say like it's cool. You mentioned um, Fearless, right from Bizarre Bizarre. The flip in those two songs th thematically shows the shift in the culture. And ICP has been around so long that their work really interestingly represents the shift in how the American, I'm not just going to say male, but like the American I identity of what makes you strong. Cause that could be, that doesn't have to be gendered in any way. Like strength is beyond gender. Like that has shifted too. So you could play these two songs back together and write like a whole thesis on that. It's cool yeah. you brought that up, man. The uh, '80s rock ballad. So this is this is gonna flip your wig, snack. Flip your wig, snacks. Okay. So, Appetite for Destruction, the Guns N' Roses classic hair metal song of the album, the '80s, July twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. It came out less than well, a, a, about four years later. Nevermind came out by Nirvana and just changed everything. Jay even references the the, the '80s hair metal to alternative grunge difference and that was like right. a seismic shift like like never mind kick uh michael jackson off off the top of the charts with dangerous right like it was such a seismic shift it was like weird Al's parody of of smells like teen spirit gave him another 30 30 years 20 years of his career right like it was such totally. a piece of the cultural shift but people think about i don't know like you like you would have been really young you when you were born 87 91 Oh, okay. So you would have been this like pre your pre snacks. Like to me, thinking about Guns N' Roses, that was like my childhood. And then Nevermind was like middle school and adolescence. And but Word. it was only four years ago, dude. Like 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 Fearless Fred Fury came out in 2018. Right. 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 So like 
the time between now and Fearless Fred Fury is the same time between Nevermind and Appetite for Destruction. But we think about the culture like shifting seismically during that time, which is very interesting to think about how now uh, everything happens so quickly that you don't have these seismic cultural monoculture shifts, which this song kind of addresses in a fun way. And it may it remind me of um, that Mr. Big song, I'm the, I'm the One Who Wants to Be With You, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. With, with, with Paul Gilbert, who... Uh, I was fortunate enough to work with on my Robot Kills record, like those 80s kind of ballad bands, like it nails that aesthetic. So let's talk totally. about that because I think it's interesting to think about, think about like just, just how the world changed with music, but how like that was like the last profound revolution in rock, I feel like. Yeah, you know? man, let's and that's something you've yeah. schooled me on a lot, like the, the idea of monoculture, because now... Uh, things in uh, you know the internet age like there isn't that same monoculture and that's something you taught me like back in the day and even though I was I, I'm old enough to remember when there was more of a monoculture but I never thought about the shift in in you know away from that like people would watch the same it was like one or two channels for music videos you know especially for the youth you're watching like this main station and getting those shifts like everybody shifted together in this one big culture and uh, even though icp are rappers and you know many of their biggest influences are rappers they do have an affinity for rock i think violent j especially you know he, he uh is talking about how pro, pro jam. jam is is one of yeah. his favorite bands and uh you're you're right like those cool references of, of 80s culture kind of shows their affinity for it i love this song i it's one of those songs, and I hope this isn't the case, but it's one of those songs that I can see being overlooked as just kind of like uh, a novelty. Because uh, it is kind of like, it is definitely funny. It's very funny, ICP doing a stylistic kind of tribute to an 80s love ballad. But it's kind of profound because it's about, you know, Violent J is, is singing about a, a girl he loves. And he's using not only the sound of the 80s to do that, but he's also imagining like what like he he wishes he he loves his girl so much he wishes he met her earlier in life and so he's imagining them going through all these cultural changes in the 80s and stuff i just i i can see this song being overlooked in how profound it is by maybe the outside world as just oh icp is doing a funny parody but dude like it's one of my favorite songs on the the ep i i truly love it skip this if you haven't seen Endgame because this is a great reveal. So Captain America meets this woman and he has to crash the ship into like into the polar ice caps to survive because it's like dangerous and he has to keep it there and then he lives there for many years and they discover him. And that's why Captain America's from the 40s but he's in the 90s and 2000s with the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. But they, they find a device that lets people travel through time. And so he tells... Uh, this girl he likes that he's going to meet her for a date. So as soon as everything, the heroes, the villains are all defeated, he says he has to go because he has a date with this girl. And then it has this awesome transition of all the time they missed together from the forties to them growing old. And he comes back and he's all old and they're like, where were you? He goes, he goes, Oh, I had, I had, I had someone I promised I'd meet up with. And I thought that's like a cool example of the eighties rock ballad. Cause he goes back to the forties and spends his life with her. Cause like if you get one chance to do it over again and travel back in time, 
It's a really beautiful ending to that saga in the MCU. So it made me think of that, this story, the story with like, that's a very romantic thing because time is the most important essence. If you could have the magic of time travel to spend it with someone who's your soulmate, it's beautiful. So I thought I'd drop some comic book movie flavor there because it's a cool narrative. <laughs> no doubt, man. That's a dope parallel. Par- parody really, really only works when you nail the aesthetic and technical elements. If you're not, it's like sloppy and it's like it, it's disposable. I mean, Weird Al, that's why he's an iconic legend and many people, including myself, like most inspiring favorite artists. Like that's what he does. And Jay's voice, his pitch is great. Like, totally. He talks about wanting to stay together through the 2000s and yep. you think about like how that was the Diamond Rain era and how that would have been a beautiful time. This lyrics really hit me in a beautiful way. He says, we believe in each other and the rest is just a dream. And the gathering of dreams was the theme this year, the gathering. So it's like, I thought that was interesting, right? Like, like totally. the love you have for someone and the music and the culture that surrounds you, that's all you need. Belief in the person you care about and then the dreams that like, keep you joyful so yeah it's a powerful song it's i doubt that i don't know people would analyze it like that but hatchet (laughs) chat we give everything attention i like this song and it leads us to track seven queens the mike p's neck choking whooper smoking remix love this remix it's no secret mike p is one of my all-time favorite producers uh and uh you know this this sonically you know this remix is so cool kind of mixes up you know, a lot of different kind of sounds. Mike P can get, you know, really big sounds, but it'll switch like to where the beat is more sparse and then go more rich. Queens, of course, we've talked about on the Yum Yum Bedlam episode, shouting out women, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, just giving props to women. Wicked Vic ended with a remix for the seventh and last song. This is the seventh and last song, you know, each one being a remix from Yum Yum Bedlam. One can assume they're going to do that with uh, Woe the Weeping Weirdo as well. Super cool. Love it. So we got one more seed to go. Woe the Weeping Weirdo, which I feel like might be like an emo goth record. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. man. That's what I'm curious to see. Cause like, you know, Wicked Vic was just straight up wicked. Pug Ugly is ugly. Both kind of negative traits. I wonder, you know, with Woe the Weeping Weirdo, if they're going to keep that going, kind of like, a, you know, illustrating and focusing in on a negative trait. So maybe like despair and sadness is like a negative trait similar to how like in, you know, Christianity uh, despair can even be sinful, looked at as sinful in Christianity and some other uh, religions. Maybe it'll take that route. I'm not quite sure. Very interested to see the third seed uh, that's, that's supposed to come out uh, Halloween, Halloween wicked as well. And uh, can't wait, man. This seed is amazing. Wicked Vic's been amazing. And uh, soon the trilogy will be complete. Well, let's let's look at this. So, like, the theme of um, Wicked Vic is, like, the murderous, crazy clowns, right? The theme of right. this is kind of what? About owning your ugliness. But, like, it doesn't just stick to that because the 80s ballad. And I think about abracadabra, like, the, the Hebrew interpretation. As I speak, it happens. The right. words are kind of coalesce and manifest that. Yeah, like, when you write a good rap or anything, you kind of give in to the moment. You let your muses talk to you. Like, you let the ugliness come over you. You let... You you let the you let yourself come through scrub gang you know just like right. this is who we are you know what I'm saying being afraid totally. I'm I, I give in to being afraid that actually makes me stronger I realize some of the stuff we like show on screen you won't hear on the fresh audio podcast but after ICP played the last night the gathering I hosted the um, cipher when there was and 
there was this dude who won, and then he was one of the people in the cipher, and he he had said he had said after he won the award and the cash prize that his uncle had took his life, and that was oh, his man. birthday. The gathering that Saturday was his uncle's birthday. Wow! So he wanted to dedicate the uh, dedicate the, like it was a really dope like gold psychopathic records plaque framed. It was like to the winner of the step up and flex battle and he held it up he pointed up he said this is for you for his uncle and that made me so happy this this kid won because he's so talented so dope i lost my aunt to suicide a few years ago and like she was such an inspirational artistic person in my life even though you know went through a lot of hard stuff so like i related to that and i felt really grateful and i was thinking about like one of the lyrics from malenko the uh the line this is all because of you like the reason we're keeping going with Hatchet Chat is because people watch. The reason the gathering connects is because the vibe of the Dark Carnival is so real and big and and bigger than life, and reminds us like why we're here. You know, all great totally. art and storytelling does that. So I was thinking about that dude, and I walked out, and there was this piece of paper taped to the ground, and I took a picture, and uh, so check out what it said. So anyway. If, for those of you who can't see it, is someone wrote on the on the paper, "This is all because of you," Word. and taped it to the ground. Dope. And I was thinking about that lyric because they played Halls of Illusions at the fi- final concert, and that was right. just like one of those moments. And 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 uh, I was just thinking about that, like how art can really help us get through things if we commit ourselves to like being passionate about these things that aren't necessarily going to make us money or bring us all these worldly things, but are in in service of our soul and something bigger than us then they come alive and they have more meaning. It's all because of you. It's all because of the faith you put into these things. It was just crazy that I was singing those lyrics and some juggalo had, had written that. And I think it was because they were just thinking about the gathering, the community, you know, it was just, it's a dope tight thing to like write on a piece of paper and tape to the ground. It's like kind of, it's totally. very juggalo, very artistic no and like the framing device. But the fact that I was thinking of those lyrics and then saw that and yep. I took a picture and I was like, this is tight. And that was my last memory. And then- Wow. And, and I drove back and then drove home. So, yeah. So, shout out to the kid. We should, I guess we could put, like, here's a list of all the winners right here. Boom, boom. We can find out. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Congrats to those homies. Yeah. The, and they you're right, it. dude. Like, the Juggalo world, it's, it's uh, of course, we have a kind of, a, a, you know, a, a voracious appetite for, like, the output of, like, the artists uh, that we like. But the fam, you know, so many of the jugglers themselves are creatives and artists in their own ways. And that's like, you know, a, a huge part of the gathering, going there and seeing people school it with their own individual flavor. And this gathering in particular uh, had, you know, every contest that they've ever had, I think they've done, they, they made an appearance uh, at the, the gathering you know, to give Juggalos opportunities. And I know you were a big part of uh, judging those and hosting those. And it's it's amazing, man. So congrats to the Juggalos for just, uh, you know, staying magical all these years. That's what's up. Staying magical. And this is a very cool album. To release an album with four EPs, like, <laughs> it's tight. And they're all very different. Like, these ICP, they're, these guys are crazy. They're artists and it's like, they're inspiring a lot of greatness. And and I just also think the chapter 17 Ouija Max stuff is like the next gen. Like his set was it was so good. He is, that man. Was dope. Absolutely, dude. And just someone who 
you know, ICP have said it like he just ran with this ball. He was given the opportunity and just kind of he took on a life of his own artistically schooling it now putting out hex on his label you know starting his own kind of you know just thing in and of its own but reps hard for the juggalos and like hex like all the next generation it's like it's incredible to see it's very inspiring it's like an og to like see the, these kids doing this and like doing it well it's so dope dude so much to look forward to. Violent J used the word, and I don't know if it's the first time they've used it. It's the first time I can remember them using it today when they were wishing uh, Jump Steady happy birthday on the social media. Violent J used the word juggalodium just to kind of, uh, I think, as an all-encompassing word for the the culture, you know, the Dark Carnival mythology. And uh, there's so much to look forward to from that juggalodium. And it's a very shiny time. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens next. I got to wear shades. You got That's right. And These I are hope- some dope ICP with we uh, sunglasses that the oh, homies hooked dope. up with. So. That, man, I'm looking forward yep. to hearing your podcast with them, dude. They're the homies. That was fun. And, uh, you know, we hope that everybody made it back safe from the gathering and is adjusting post-gathering life. I know it's jarring when you come back from the gathering into back into normalcy. I hope everybody's adjusting well. You know what? Carlito was saying the exact thing. We were talking backstage before the ICP seminar, and he was like, you know, once you turn right out of Legend Valley and you go on the road, it's like instantly you're transported back into the <laughs> other world. And it was no funny. Doubt. Someone who's, who's done it so much, like I could relate to that. Thanks to Rob for having me at the gathering. And like, hopefully we'll be back next year, both of us. Who knows? It'll be tight. Fingers crossed, man. And uh, much love to all the jugglers who got that mixtape, the decentralized mixtape. And uh, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Peace, y'all. Thanks for watching.